720 WGN. It's always good to have Tom Dart on the Lisa Dent Show. He is our Cook County Sheriff, and I saw you all over TV yesterday. This is a good thing. These gun locks really do prevent kids from getting shot, don't they? They do. They do. And it's been shown. And it's just more the question of, A, educating people about them and B, getting them out to people. And so that was why we were so excited to partner with the hospitals, because they obviously come in contact with I mean, these are all pediatric hospitals we're working with or their wings, and they come in contact with kids, A, but B, they also have the ability to do some type of screening to see if this is a family that might be interested in these things, do a little education. Mm -hmm. And so the question is just getting them out. And I'll tell you what, Lisa, the the thing that I find fascinating about this is that, so, I mean, I use gun locks as well as, you know, most of the people that I come in contact with. Um, They're a little bit tricky at times, you know, to get off, you know, and my point being is, is that, yes, it's great for preventing children from getting access to guns. They literally can't. They can't get them. That's just over. But also because of the, the you know, the, the, the hesitation it takes to get the lock off sometimes, it, it could be valuable in suicides. Now, do I have studies on that? No. But what people get, you know, forget about when you talk about all the carnage of the guns is that half of the gun-related deaths every year consistently are all suicides. And suicide by gun is the primary way. So anything that can be done to slow that down, to make it something where someone has to give a little more thought takes a little bit more time to do something, anything in that area is good, even if you've bought seconds by doing it. So could it be helpful there as well? But Lisa, the thing that was blew me away was 80% of the, 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 the kids, the, the, other, the juveniles who've used guns to commit homicides in schools, 80% of them got the gun from inside their own house. And so if you can keep that gun from leaving that house, this can also have an impact on school shootings as well. And all these are small things that, you know, help. And at this point in time, unless you literally you came from another planet, uh, that's all we should be doing now. The big changes are never going to come. I was in the legislature. That's just not where it's going to come from. It's going to come from these little changes. Yeah, it's a new initiative. It's underway between the Cook County Sheriff's Department, Tom Dart is on with us, and four major children's hospitals to prevent gun injuries and deaths. And I know they're screening people. If you have multiple guns, shouldn't you invest in a gun safe and lock them all up? Yeah, and that's what I'd be honest with you. That's what I have as well, um, because it just it makes more sense. And then for... Um, you know, if you need it for work, you know, if you're in law enforcement, it's, you know, easier to get access to. But gun safes, they are not that expensive, um, and they're definitely something you should have as well. You know, Sheriff, the uh, your, your talk about the suicide prevention uh, helped me remember there was a study done, I, I think that it was done in Europe somewhere, maybe England, where they changed the uh, pill bottles so that the pill bottles would only dispense one or two capsules at a time. Um, and they found that it reduced the rate of suicide because people had to sit there and physically take the time. It slowed them down so there weren't this rash sort of dumping the pills into your hand and then into your mouth. You know, you see, that's the thing that has always blown me away. If we could ever take the time to sort of pull away from all the different things that are pressing on us, I mean, important things pressing on us in a given day, and look at some of the data and studies out there, it's amazing the roadmap it gives you. Because the other things I found fascinating when I was looking at the issue of suicides, 
that, and this isn't like a shocker, but it's had, it sort of drives you to where you need to be working at. If it's using a gun, it's 90, I think it was 96, 98% success rate. Using pills, it was like 20%, 16%. It was so much lower. Um, and because of just what you said, they made pills something where it's something there's a little bit more thought that has to go into it. And, and virtually everybody I've ever worked with on the mental health issues and about suicide really sell, tells me it's one of those issues that it's as hard to predict as you can imagine. I tried doing it in the jail early on, trying to think if there was some way to deal with suicides. And we've gotten very, very good at it, but not because we were able to use analytics. I kept thinking there will be a way to screen certain you know, triggers that would say, okay, this is a person more likely to do it, and we couldn't find it. And the experts will tell you that, that you can't find something that's going to trigger somebody, but if you can slow them down and make them have to pause, it is the thing that will change things. And so anything you can do in that area is huge. Well, and I think they chose pill bottles in Europe because... Guns are not prevalent like they are here. Yeah, exactly. Lisa, is that amazing? Exactly. Yeah. And so is, is this true? The stat that I read that there are 4.6 million American children currently living in a home with a loaded and unlocked gun? Yes, yes. And, you know, there's loads of room to quibble with this, whether it's 4.6 or right. 3.8. Doesn't or make any difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we're, you know, so that's where people get into Sillyville. Um, the reality is it's overwhelming. We, also, we know factually that there's 120 guns for every 100 residents. So we know there's guns everywhere. And most people who own them are good people, have them either for sport or protection, whatever it is. Um, but there's so many of them. Kids are so quizzical. It's one of those things where it's a a disaster waiting to happen. So not using these is really being reckless. And how much is a gun lock? I mean, what are you asking people to invest? They're like $5. Oh, five to ten dollars. Yeah, I know, I know. And see, we got it. We were lucky. We got this organization that we were working with that is donating these a thousand to them. It's called Project Child Safe, and they are giving us a thousand of them. And we've already asked for a thousand more because we're giving two hundred to each hospital, and then we're hanging on to two hundred ourselves to give out at different things that we do. Um, but they're just ridiculously cheap. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, uh, somebody asked me yesterday. They said, "Why is it that?" Sheriffs are on the ballot. Why is that an elected position and not an appointed position? And I thought, well, Tom Dart's going to be on. He could he could speak to that. I, you know what? I could bore everybody in your listening audience <laughs> to tears where they're going to be definitely running for the hills. I'm a, a, a history major and just love all this stuff. But it is amazing. The history of sheriffs in general literally comes from the model from England, literally from England. So when people are thinking of Robin Hood and the sheriff of Nottingham, that's literally where the entire model for sheriff came from. It was imported over here. And that at some point in time, it went from being appointed by the, like, the king to where it was decided it was better to be done as an elected position. And in our um, state, for the longest time, you were only able to run one term, and they abolished that sometime, I think, in the 60s or something. But it's been an elective position for the longest time. And I think the underlying reason was there was this notion that it would be better to have a law enforcement officer who was directly responsible to the people, meaning that, like, chiefs of police, one more mm-hmm. amazing than the next, but they're appointed by the mayor 
mayor of whatever town or village it is. And so they're pretty beholden to them, as you would imagine, because that's who hired them. Whereas the sheriff is more beholden to the electorate. And when I talk to kids at schools and stuff, and they ask me about all my uh, poor career choices I've made in my life, I explained <laughs> that, that this is sort of cool in the sense that you really, your only boss are the, the voters. They literally are your only boss. And so it's meant to, so that you're much more responsive to the public than, say, somebody who's appointed. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. You you have to just give me a 10 second answer on this because I've got oh to get God, to Steve's no. news. Yes, I know that's hard for Sheriff Tom Dart, but somebody, one of your constituents, just call a text in and said, "Ask Tom Dart if he's going to have to let people out of jail on January 1st because of the Safety Act." We analyzed it. In worst case scenario, there's about a hundred of the 5,500 people would have their bonds reviewed. The reason being, back in 2017, the judiciary completely revamped the bond court in Cook County, so the impact in Cook County, Cook County, only Cook County, is looks to be minimal because they had already done that to the point where I've said over and over again they've let all these gun offenders out that should not be out. I know you're out of time, Lisa, but so uh, (laughs) it's your news. (laughs) I'll wait. Um, So. Would are you saying that you would on your own review the cases, or it'd be no, up to no, defense a, attorneys to go to court and try to get them reviewed? Yeah, Steve. Steve, they have a whole process they put in place where the uh, these cases would come in front of the the judge, the state's attorney, the uh, the, the public defender. And to be frank with you, I don't know which one of them initiates it. I know we have nothing to do with it, um, but I just know whereas in some of these other counties, there's a lot of concern because it would completely change things. Okay, I, back in 2017, our was completely revamped already to the point, as I said, where I have a, a hundred people charged with murder and attempt murder on home monitoring. I mean, all right, we're going to carry on that conversation. Will you come back on the show? Yes, anytime. Yeah, I love yeah. talking to you guys because you know people have that question, and I know your answer is much longer. I appreciate your time. Steve has your news next on seven twenty WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.